everybody. How to buzzards. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. <laughs> you cut it off so I early. did. Buzz. I was like, buzz. <laughs> what if we did it like, you know, buzz killers. I am Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, wrong thing, wrong thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi, guys. What's going on, everybody? We hope you enjoyed our Jack the Ripper episode. I know. That was such a long time coming. It was so much fun. We had such a great time. And MP Priestley said he'll be back, friends. Y'all, I mean, if you subscribe to our Patreon, Woo! and if you checked out the full unedited interview, mm-hmm. you, heard, you heard some uh, fun facts. Mm-hmm. He is writing another book. And we have the chapter. Oh, yeah. We're getting an exclusive look. We've been sent chapters. There is an ant crawling up my water bottle. Get oh. Here, you fucking ant. <laughs> is that because we were outside? Probably. I don't oh, know. Man. I just flicked him across the room, so I greatly apologize. He might just be crawling on your floor now. <laughs> but I was like, not on the thing I put my mouth on, please. Lane, <laughs> Lane will find him later. That's Binks. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, we'll, we'll be sitting watching TV, and you just hear like a little... We're like, what is she doing? And she comes like flying around the corner and she's like chasing something flying. A bug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lane does that all the time. Yeah. So go subscribe to our Patreon, friends. Yes. So check out that exclusive interview. We have funny there. we have funny names for <laughs> all of our tears. Yeah. If you listen to us on the reg, which I hope you do, I hope uh, you do. You'll you'll get the jokes. They're hilarious. Okay. <laughs> we are funny. Love us. And that's it. Love us. <laughs> Love us. That's all I gotta say. But, uh, guys, it is officially June. I know. We always, like, are recording at different times, so, like, I forget. I know. We're recording this episode for June. I say, technically, today is Memorial Day, but it is June while you were listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I gotta plan out my life. (laughs) We have so much. And so, June, we are covering the... Unsolved cases. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These are going to be a little bit shorter probably. Um, Although maybe not my second one and maybe not your second one. Did you we'll rem- find out. Do you remember talking about what our ca- you want your cases for? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow? Okay, okay. I don't okay, remember. Okay. I know <laughs> we got a couple cases recommended to us by family at the little cookout we had. Yes. Um, and I'd so already picked mine. So <laughs> they went to Nicole. So both of, <laughs> both of them came to me. Um, one of them is a local case to us. And yes. then um, another one is actually it was for my boyfriend's father that recommended it. And it's a mm. hometown crime for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's a little that's a little clue ski for what's coming up. <laughs> I don't know what the freak a clue ski is. <laughs> it's fine. A little clue. <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think one of those might be a a pretty long one. I mean, I know not this one, obviously, but <laughs> the next one, which guys, it all connects. That's all I, I have to say. say. This one is pretty cool. Yeah, this one's pretty long, but then there's another one that is like that I discovered while researching this one (laughs) and it is now my second case and it's probably going to be a long one. It's going to be cool. I think it's going to be interesting. 
We're going to have a good month. I was going to say, this is going to be a good month. It's going to be a good month. Okay, Nicole, so what are we drinking today? We are drinking another New York Finger Lakes wine. I know, I was so excited. Uh, um, this is one that we stumbled across in that gigantic haul that you probably saw us post about on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is called Ghost. Ta-ta! And it is from the Miles Wine Cellars. Um, like we said, it's a Finger Lakes. It says it's just a Finger Lakes table wine. It's Ooh. a white wine. Um, it mm. says something on the front of the bottle, doesn't it? it? <laughs> it does. She was like, so, did you read the front of the bottle? I was like, no. So the reason that this is called Ghost, which is I learned just like 10 minutes ago when I pulled up their website, <laughs> is Miles Wine Cellars is haunted. Yeah. So, so we have to go and do a uh, drunken drunken wine tasting coffee ghost run tour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that. Um but the front of the bottle, and it says it like in this like clear lettering, which is yeah, why you kind of yeah. don't notice. It says, sometimes when I'm walking, I'll see two people standing on the porch, a man in black and a woman in white. Then as I draw closer, they die away. <laughs> and then there's a there's like an outline of this lady here who I won't lie. She kind of looks a little bit like Tinkerbell. I thought it was Cinderella. Maybe it is Cinderella. I don't know, but it's like this translucent figure. You'll see the bottle if you... Follow our socials. Follow our Insta. <laughs> but, um, this white wine, it's a light, semi-dry white wine that is a blend of 50% Chardonnay and 50% Cayuga. I love it. Yeah. It tastes really good. Serve with... I just took a sip. <laughs> <laughs> serve with a cheese and cracker tray or a perfect picnic lunch on the lawn. I love it. Straight from their website. All right. Let's, we should <laughs> like, do this better. Because we always, we should really just try it and do a true, a true mouthfeels. Like, mouthfeel in the moment. Yeah, but I always am like, mm, I know, I get so excited. Okay, so let's so. try it. Wait, 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 wait. We're doing it at a five and five, right? <laughs> you said, wait, wait, wait. And I was like halfway through my sip. So I just like slowly let it back into the cup. <laughs> Ew, no, no. I just wanted to ask you. It's <laughs> like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> never share a drink with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. Interesting. I'd give it. I'd give it a four. I'd give it a five. Okay. So it's got five. It's, it's got five for me, four for you, nine out of ten mouthfeels. Yeah. I like the not. I like super the, dryness of it. It's 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 not super dry. I also it, it's the reason I went for a four is it's also not very strong. There's not like. It, I don't know if maybe we did just eat some spicy food, so that could be throwing off my mouthfeel. I will say that. <laughs> we, we had some enchiladas. <laughs> we were hungry. We were starving. Um, but it's almost, it's not like you drink it and it's not just Does like, it say how much alcohol is in it? 12%. So it's definitely less than what we have been having, though. Yes. The last few weeks, we were like, let's get the freaking highest alcohol content wine like and drink them all 14. Uh, freaking 15 percent wine it was like oh my god and you're How like okay. i do this <laughs> so nine out of ten mouthfeels for ghost guys by miles wine cellars yes we liked it I and do. we've got so many more wines we don't have to go shopping for so long i know <laughs> it's kind of a nice thing to not have to worry about when we do it all in bulk like that yeah i mean it was an expensive purchase it but it was, was worth it i think we, we each spe- I th- we spent about 80 dollars on wine well but now 
well, we, we, have also, to, we still have like four. And, and on top of it, we spent that much and we still each came away with like two or three bottles just for ourselves, not even for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, not even <laughs> for the podcast. So can you imagine what we just, what we would have if we spent $80 just for the podcast? Oh my God, we'd have so much wine. We'd have to get that <laughs> little mini fridge in here that I always keep talking about. We could put it in the corner. It would fit perfectly. Now that that chair's not there. I don't know why I just enunciated that. It would fit <laughs> you don't see it in that sentence is so weird. Oh, man. I apologize, ladies and germs. Um, <laughs> Macy, what is this first case we are talking about today? <laughs> Friends, we are going to the sunny, sunny shores of Hawaii. Hawaii. Which we haven't been to before. So this is exciting. Don't yell at me if I botch names. We are talking about the murder of Lisa Ow. <laughs> I just need to know. You were like, we haven't been here before. And I was like, we've both been to Hawaii. What are you talking about? Then I'm talking I realized about for the podcast. You met in terms of the podcast. And I was like, oh, duh. I have, but I went to Maui. And this yes. is on Oahu. That's where I went. And you Oahu. went to Oahu. So, um. Oh, guys. Hawaii I can still remember beautiful. the, ta- like, my, okay, ready? I'm, I was so proud of, of myself because I learned this. My hotel was the called the Ka'anapali. God bless you. Ka'anapali Hotel. What, do you Maui. know what it stands for? No, <laughs> but it was, they could, they say it was interesting too. Cause I had to watch a lot of, um, Hawaiian like news mm-hmm. videos for this. And so the way they say words is so inter- like, I, I was trying to think of, they, they do this thing with like Ka'a Nepali. It's two A's like, yeah. right in a row. So they Ka'a, you, d- you have to enunciate it twice. Yeah. And they do that. They, there was this lady that said a word and she did that with it, even though it's not a word that you do that with. In the American, really? in, in the English language, I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but I saw, I heard it in the moment. Opportunity, maybe o- opportunity, o- opportunity. That's so weird. It was so weird, and I, I maybe that wasn't the word, but it was something like that, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I can, I can come go down with that." All right. So Lisa Al, she was born on July twenty fifth, nineteen sixty two. Her parents were Chester and Patrice Ow. I love her. <laughs> um, and she has a younger sister who was born. Um, she was way older than her little sister. Okay. When all of this goes down, her sister was only seven. Oh, boy. And she was 19. So oh, big okay. age difference. Um, her sister's name is May Lee. Um. Her father, uh, Chester, was Chinese, and her mother, Patrice, was Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. Um, and this all takes place in um, the town of Kailua, which is on the east coast of the island of Oahu in Hawaii. So it's not the okay. big island. It's the one over, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and that's from Google. You can just, <laughs> if you type in Kailua, it's the first thing that pops up. Bring up the goos. Um so searched. all of this goes down um, in 1982. Um, and like I said, Lisa was 19 mm-hmm. at the time. Um, she graduated from Trendsetters Beauty College in Honolulu eight months prior to everything going on. Um, according to those who knew her as a person, she was a hard, a hardworking girl, very responsible, careful, just didn't seem to have any sort of issues mm-hmm. kind of a, just a good kid um and then a former honolulu police homicide lieutenant um, named gary diaz this is a direct quote from him from the kohn2 um kohn2 article 
Everyone who knew her that we spoke to would describe her as being someone who was just an ideal young lady, an ideal daughter, somebody you'd never think this would happen to. Oh. So just a good kid. Yes. Um, like I said, she had graduated from beauty college and then went to work at um, a salon called Susan Beer's Salon, and she was a hairdresser there. And she worked there for five weeks prior to all of this. Not very long at oh. all. Um, on January 20th of 1982, around 9.45 p.m., Lisa had been working a shift at the salon um, and was supposed to head to her boyfriend's sister's house in Mikiki. Um, and it was just pouring rain. Apparently, there was some sort of winter storm, which is different there. It's not snow. It's rain. Just a lot of rain. A lot of rain. I, apparently, this night, there were a lot of mudslides and all sorts of, like, Oof, that's really scary. bad rain. So, she tried to, like, kind of, I don't know, avoid leaving work for a little bit. Yeah. To see if the rain would stop. Um, but it didn't. And finally, she, like, had to go. But she told coworkers that she was going um, to her boyfriend's sister's apartment and her family also knew this so everybody knew yeah that she was supposed to go there and come home smart, um smart girl <laughs> her boyfriend's name um was doug holmes holmes was a student at the university of hawaii um he was an engineering student okay um and he had met lisa at a restaurant that he had worked at i guys some of this stuff came like from direct from articles that i found and could like zoom in on but that's like some of the only places I found this stuff. I mean, I would trust it because it's a newspaper. It's a newspaper. <laughs> um, but don't get mad if it's not because I only found it in that one place. <laughs> but it seemed important. Um, so interesting, just little factoid here. She was a very um, new driver. Okay. She had just gotten her license on the 18th of January. So like two days before. Oh, my God. So, like, brand new driver trying to drive to my Kiki from Kailua, which I don't think is super far, but if you, I mean, anybody who lives in Hawaii who's listening to this or knows anything about their geography, I don't think it's that far. But in this storm. But in this giant storm and not being an experienced driver, that's really that's scary. That's horrifying. Um, So, like I said, around 945, she finally decided to go, and um, she stopped at a grocery store called MJ's on her way there to pick up some poke. What's that? You know what poke is? It's I'm not right. like Pokemon. It's um, <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> it's uh, like a pokey, like a people call it pokey, like a poke bowl. It's okay. like the rice. It's yes. with like the fish in it, and okay. um, it's like definitely more of like a. Some people are like, oh, that's Japanese, but I don't, I don't really think it is. I think it's like a Hawaiian thing, yeah, or like that over there because i don't i've never heard of that in japan they have they call it something else in japan yeah um so it's not quite the same um but she stopped there to pick up some poke and was on her way over she uh, eventually did get to doug's sister's house um i it, i couldn't find an, a time exactly when she got there but she only stayed until about twelve twenty a.m mm -hmm. so like leaving at nine forty five, stopping driving all the way there probably got there around 10 30 and then only stayed like two hours yeah i would have been like girl I'm this rain is terrible i'm gonna stay at your house i was gonna say i'm sleeping on your couch but <laughs> she didn't and at around 12 20 a.m on the 21st she leaves 
Doug and Lisa had taken separate cars, so they didn't drive together. Um, And Doug went back to his dorm room at the University of Hawaii, and Lisa was supposed to be headed back to Kailua to go home. Um, There was a she had a roommate again. This is from one of those direct news sources. This is the only place I found this. Yeah. So um, she had a roommate named Candy Maines. So I don't think she lived at home, as far as I'm aware. Um, and she received a call from Lisa around 12:30 saying she was headed home and she'd be back soon. And then Maines reported her missing when she did not come home. Oh. Um, because she probably like you know it's like twelve thirty. She probably went to bed and like woke up and was yeah. like, "Where is and Lisa?" And like got up in the morning and was like, "Okay, I don't see her car in the driveway. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. wait a second, let me check her room. Um, she's not in her bed. Where is she?" An interview with Doug Holmes, um, from nineteen eighty two, K H O N to the their local news station. This mm-hmm. is a quote from him: "We left dinner at about twelve forty five and we went downstairs. We had both driven our own cars and we said good night. And that was the last I saw her." Oh, um, I hate, I hate that. Lisa's parents became super concerned when they couldn't get a hold of her, and so they, the next day, sorry, on the twenty first, that mm-hmm. morning, morning, not like twelve in the morning. Yeah, but um, they knew that she'd been with Doug, so they called him and they were like, "Have you talked to Lisa? Is she with you? We haven't heard from her. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if like Candy had communicated them with them at all, but." They called Doug and he said, I haven't seen her. I last time I saw her was last night before we left. Yeah. But I'll go out and help you search. And so they all go out to search for Lisa. Mm -hmm. Doug. Massive air quotes here. Comes upon randomly her 1976 Toyota abandoned on the side of the Poly Highway 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 <laughs> Highway in Moana Wheelie just is driving by casually comes upon her car do we know where he was going nope he's very suspicious to me okay we'll so i will going. say Oahu is not that big when I remember being there, we drove almost halfway around the island. Oh, it's not. It doesn't take so, you very long to drive around. And it's the all. It's not. There's not a lot of other options for roadways. I know, but it seemed just weird. He's it's, driving around for a little just, while, and then there's her car. Yeah, like what? What were you doing? Where were you going? Exactly. Like we don't know that he's just looking for her. Yeah, and I I think that's weird that that because like you think that they would mention that if they knew like, oh, he was out. You know, he went looking for her or. You know, he went to check a friend's house. Right. Something. Didn't say any of that. So he finds her car and he immediately gets in touch with the police. Mm-hmm. And they send somebody out there. Um, and apparently this is like where her car was found was close to Kaapakwari Road near the Kailua, old Kailua drive-in. Mm-hmm. So like they kind of knew like the area. They were like, oh, yeah, I know like about where that is. Yeah. And so um, and later you come to find out that several cars had reported seeing her car parked on the side of the highway in the early morning hours. So it had been there for a while. Because they were dealing with landslides and all of this shit. Mm -hmm. But none of them stopped. And some of, like to help, right? And then some even recalled seeing a man and a woman standing near that car at some point in the night. Oh no. Um, But I digress. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so when the police arrive on the scene, her they notice that her driver's side window and like I think her passenger side window too. They're both rolled down, but her driver's side window is like halfway down. Mm-hmm. Like and it was pouring rain. It was downpouring. Uh, and there is two to three inches of standing water on the floor of her car. Holy shit. So it's been, it's been sitting, sitting there. there like that for a while. Yeah. But her purse was on the seat and it was completely dry. Maybe her <gasps> purse, they took it or she took it to wherever she thought they were going and somebody brought it back. I don't know. What? Um, so it was the seat wet? Mm-hmm. But, but her the purse, purse was, dry. was dry. Probably other than the bottom part. But you'd think that if the brain is hitting the window and like bouncing off and coming inside, it would have got her purse. Dry. I was going to say, if it, there's two to three inches of standing water in your car, shit's getting wet. Yeah. They look through her purse and her driver's license and registration are missing. That's weird. Mm-hmm. A policeman who responded to Doug's call said that he saw scratches. On Doug's face at the time of this. Hmm. And crime scene tech techs later say that the car was wiped completely clean. Seriously? No prints, not even hers. Not even on her purse? I don't know about the purse, but the car, completely clean. That's horrifying. Yeah. I Okay. And then there's the rain, too. So that could have washed away, you know, whatever else he forgot. That's well, weird, right? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so. Obviously, she starts like people are like, she's fucking missing. Yeah. And th- huge efforts go out to try and find her. Thousands of people on the island are out passing out flyers, looking through the brush, <sighs> trying to find Lisa. Missing posters are everywhere. I saw I saw a newsreel where they literally were putting, like at the mall, putting posters underneath everybody's car, like their windshield windshield wipers. Oh my god! They massive manhunt to try and find her. Um, unfortunately, ten days after her disappearance on January thirty first of nineteen eighty two, Lisa's body was found by a man jogging with his dog. Oh no. Um. It was near a ravine on Tantless Drive, um, and it became fairly obvious to police at at this point that Lisa had not gone there on her own Mm -hmm. because she had no clothes. They weren't even with her. She was completely naked, and she has been decomposing in the hot sun for days. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this is when the case goes from being a missing, missing persons case to a homicide case. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, um, Honolulu police department lieutenant, <laughs> the HPD, that's what I'm going to call them, but I wanted to tell you what it was. <laughs> the HP, um, an HPD lieutenant of criminal, criminal investigations. His name is, um, Bert Corneal. He took over the case. This is when he takes over her case. Okay. And he's an important player. So remember him, Bert Corneal. Okay. Um, he notices that, you know, like I said, she probably didn't go there willingly. She's completely naked. Also, this area is almost completely wooded. Mm-hmm. Very, very isolated. Um, and there was no, sh- no street lights. 
very isolated stretch of her okay um her clothes like i said found naked her clothes were not near her body and when the city medical examiner dr charles odom attempted to determine her cause of death he couldn't even because she was so badly decomposed already wow like if like you know he couldn't tell if she was strangled or anything like her it was was so degraded wow and there was also like a complete lack of forensic evidence at the scene like nothing is she okay it was 10 days later Mm -hmm. but in hawaii it's hot even in the winter it's hot and so she'd been in the sun in this ravine I wonder naked for did 10 they, days did they I was gonna say did they say that they believed she died almost immediately because I uh, feel like if she's at that level of decomp even in the excessive heat I feel like you'd still need to be there for a solid chunk of time so be to like to be to the point where they cannot determine how you died yeah it's not good that's crazy yeah um so witnesses eventually came forward and said that they saw a car with blue grill lights following her closely that night. This could not be verified, um, but a lot of witnesses saw this. Um, And because of the way that her car was found, with her license and registration missing and the windows rolled down, a policeman was very quickly suspected of having done this. Or someone posing as a policeman. As a policeman. Um, oh, that's even more horrifying. With the blue grill lights. And here's yeah. the thing. Back in 1982, um, officers who were off duty could have lights like that on their cars to pull people over. Yeah. So, um, this policeman theory is a theory that the, that the HPD pursued for a long time and ignored <laughs> other evidence. Okay, that's not good. So Burt Corneal, like I said, he'd come back. He comes back. Yeah. Um, he claims that investigators completely wasted their time and resources trying to make this theory fit because of the public pressure that was mounting. Because people wanted, like, if it was a policeman, they were like, some crazy fucking police dude is pulling people over and murdering them. And I don't want to stop for it. Like, you know, like, they're, like, they're slowly getting into, like, public Okay, well, but your your motive, your mind shouldn't go. Okay, I have to prove it's a police officer. You should say I just have to prove who did it, whether it be a police officer or not. I just need to find the person. The fact that they just ignored evidence and focused solely on the fact that they thought it was an actual cop is crap. Yeah, yeah. So, a an actual policeman in the force mm-hmm. quickly became a suspect. And his name was Thomas Byrne. And guys, his name is like really hard to find. I couldn't find it anywhere until I looked at those newspaper articles. Yeah. And there's his name right there. They leaked it. Oh, The press leaked his name. Even though there was very like circumstantial evidence. And so, of course, the public like freaks the fuck out, right? Freaks the fuck out. And there was another woman who was a supermarket clerk. I don't think it was the woman at who like she went to MJ's earlier that night. She disappeared, right? Yeah. I don't think it was the same store clerk or from the same store. But she did happen to be a supermarket clerk. Um, She claimed that Byrne had pulled her over that same night, the 21st. um, And he had used blue grill lights on his unmarked car. Ooh. Um, 
Byrne did admit to pulling over the checkout clerk because he said that she was driving erratically. Um, but he denied pulling Lisa over and he denied murdering her. Yeah. Um, and this like caused the police to like, because like now the public is like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like so much mounting pressure. It's just so bad. And, um, they had to enact a new policy in their pulling over, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. The way they pull people over. Um, that Procedure. a uniformed officer must accompany a plainclothes officer if they're if they are off duty for a traffic stop. Yeah. So they need to call the station and have someone meet them. Okay. They couldn't like you can't plainclothes pull somebody over. Yeah, and apparently like that. that like super pissed the police off. Um, <laughs> and that's I was like fully understandable. If yeah. I had a car pull up behind me. And somebody in regular clothes got out and they had no markings on their car but lights. I would be driving uh-huh, away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'd be like, bye. I'd be like, I'd be on the phone with actual 911 going, I don't know if this is a police officer. I think I'm going to be murdered. I'm going to drive away. But they didn't have cell phones. Oh, that's right. 1982, man. Uh-huh. Um, so this is when the police informed the public that they were not required to stop for unmarked vehicles. And they banned flashing grill lights okay. from cars. Um, more and more circumstance, circumstantial evidence starts mounting up against this policeman. Uh-huh. There had been a, the previous suspicious traffic stop where yeah. he said she was driving erratically. Her home, Lisa's home, was very close to his home. Their addresses were very close. Mm. And there was apparently a previous complaint of sexual assault. From a woman who had accompanied him on a police ride along. Oh. Um, I no bueno. So it's just looking worse and worse for this guy. Yep. Um, <laughs> an invest an investigative jury heard evidence um, against him for a, a year. Um, and Charles Marsland, who was the prosecuting ac- uh, prosecuting attorney, um, couldn't uh, indict him. They did not have enough evidence to do anything. See, none of that Um, can actually stick to anything. And then, so this failed indictment, like, fucked up the case. Other prosecutors were afraid to bring anybody else forward because eventually, like, it exposed mistakes that had been made. um, And it, it just was bad. Oh, my God. So, um, in it. May of 1983, Chester and Patrice, who were Lisa's parents, hired a man named Roy Chang, and they sued the city for negligence in their daughter's death. Oh. Um, and lead detective Nelson Lum was deposed and asked to come to their yeah their hearing. Um, because at this point, it's basically like they they're they were like they want to believe it's thomas byrne but there's no evidence to prove it's thomas byrne and they're not focusing on anything else right so this deposition like the lawyers are like why aren't you looking at other suspects you have to have other suspects why are you focusing on just this guy um he said there was and his name is lum his name is lum detective nelson lum um (laughs) he said that there was no direct evidence showing who caused her death yeah 
there and um, there was evidence though to suggest that there were possibly more than one suspect. Okay. Um, and in a later interview, um, he said um, that he had interviewed said suspect. And you want to know who said suspect is? Doug Holmes. It's Doug Holmes, man. I knew it's it. Doug Holmes. <laughs> um, and Doug says in an interview that he knew that he was a suspect very early on. Um, he was asked to take two lie detector tests. Two of them? And failed both times. He failed both of them? And Jesus um, Christ. When asked at this deposition um, why nothing had been done about this, Nelson Lum said that Holmes had explained to him why he failed the test. And that was that was a good enough explanation for him. Um, when I was in high school and I tried to explain to a teacher why I failed the test, it, I, I still failed the test. Um, you want to know why he didn't pass? Oh, Quote Lord. Unquote, oh, for the love of Christ. What did he tell them? Holmes said that he felt guilty for not driving Lisa home in the rain because she was an inexperienced driver. And he, like... He was so upset by the fact that he hadn't driven her home that that is why he failed. Lie detector tests are supposed to detect lies, deceptions, not your guilt. Yeah. Like, that, what the fuck? That, that don't make much sense. Um, <laughs> and he said that there was no monetary, like Lum said, there's no monetary motive. There's no jealousy. Like there's no affair going on. There was like no baby. So like, he was like, I got to get rid of her. Cause I don't want to have this baby. Like there was nothing. There was no motive, no motive for him to have done it. Um, Holmes did tell Lum at some point in an interview that he did want to end the relationship with Lisa. Um, that he Which, like, he was going to college now and he was moving on with his life and getting a good education and she was standing still and they wouldn't have anything in common in a few years. She went to trade school and was working as a hairdresser. She already had a freaking adult job, you piece of shit. He said that they would be incom incompatible due to their differing educations. Can I push him off a cliff? Yeah. <laughs> what a douche. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um... I'm sorry, last time I checked, being a hairdresser is not standing still in your career life. That's a pretty fucking good career. You make a lot of money as a hairdresser. Yes, you do. If you're a good one. I say, especially if you're good at it and you can, like, some people open their own salons. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I want to hit this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, like, the only thing he said that made him be, like, but it, again, it's weird that he just, quote, unquote, came apart of, uh, upon her car, right? Yeah. And had scratches on his face. Yeah, I want to know about the scratches. You never find out anything more about that. I'm sorry. Are you serious? No. Ugh, I'm I telling you, they really dropped the ball with this I one. hate police. Um, okay. So this is when Bert Corneal leaves the department. What does Bert Corneal do, you might ask, when does he leaves the department? Fucks up? I don't no, know. no, he does good. Oh, he does He's good? Great. Bert oh, Corneal's okay. awesome. All right, cool. Um. <laughs> he starts his own private investigation company called Cornell and Associates. Ooh. And his very first clients are Lisa Ao's family. Good. And he starts a brand new investigation of her case from fucking scratch. Good. And he said, I watched this thing from, I think it was from 2020. Okay. Um, he's living in Florida now. He's very much retired. But he said that he has like all the case files still. Still. Yeah. And he said that he would come back and work on this case if they found any more information. What a dedicated like really, and really wants person. to figure out what happened to her. Um, 
My notes just flipped. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he interviewed several witnesses mm-hmm. that the police had never tracked down or ignored. Um, and he also found evidence that completely debunked the cop theory. Are you serious? Yeah. So, like, they've still been like, mm, well, maybe, you know, there's going to be a cop. And, like, they could never really get Thomas Byrne. But he completely debunks it. Bert Corneal. By himself, doing his own PI thing, manages to do what a, a whole police department could not. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I'd be so pissed if I was the parents. Her missing license is found. <gasps> um, so like I had told you a little bit before, she had left the hair salon around 945, yeah. stopped at the grocery store, MJ's, and had left her license at the cash register after showing it to a clerk to write a check. And the police never they went there. Never went back? No. Or Oh, never went okay. back. Okay. My only other thing is, come on, that had to be all over the place news-wise. The, how did the grocery store not be like, oh my God, we have her license? Mm, they probably had it in a safe or something waiting for her to come back. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> so he turns, uh, he obviously turns this over to police. Yeah. I don't think they ever come up with the registration. That's that, something that's weird. That is weird. But the the license is found. Um, Well, I mean, I don't really know how Hawaii registration works, but I don't keep my registration in my wallet. I keep my registration in my glove box. Yeah, but so I mean. I wonder if maybe she just didn't have it in the car in the first place. Maybe. Maybe she it wasn't was, there. She was a, n- a brand new driver. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've forgotten it before when it comes in the mail. Exactly. Like my- Who literally just got her license two days earlier. So maybe when she went to get her driver's license, she might have had to have a registration with her. And maybe she never put it back in her car. Yeah, something like that. I mean, all sorts of things could have happened. Um, there was also a security guard at the Maikiki apartment complex where Holmes' sister lived. Um, his name was Thomas Thornburg, and he had not been contacted by police <laughs> during their investigation. He was only interviewed by police after Cornell interviewed him. Um, he said that he saw Doug and Lisa outside of the apartment building arguing at 11 p.m. And that Holmes left the apartment complex after Lisa had already left. Wait. I don't know if they argued and went back up or like argued and stormed away. But he said he saw them arguing at 11 and either way they left separately. And he left after her. Okay. They did not leave at the same time like Doug said. Yeah. Um... There was also another woman named Charlotte Kamaka, and she was a newspaper delivery driver. She later testified that she had witnessed something suspicious on Pantless Drive the night of Lisa's disappearance. Um, She said she was on her regular route around 2.30 a.m., and a man drove past her in a blue car. A woman was in the passenger seat and she appeared to be either asleep or unconscious. Oh. Um she said that he rounded a corner at some point and she saw her head the girl in the passenger seat, passenger seat saw her head fall. 
So fall like I mean that's happened to me before. Uh, like so I've been you asleep. Your car and then hits the bump and you're like, you know. and you, your head jolts and you bang your face against the window. But she said she couldn't tell mm-hmm. if it was asleep or unconscious. Um, he had turned around. He got a, a, a rounder. Had turned around in like a lookout kind of spot. This suspicious car. Okay. Um, and he came back around and stopped as Kamaka's car drove up and she said that he was sitting there staring at her in his car i mean i don't know how you could see all of this through lights and stuff like i mean okay yeah on a road that doesn't have any street street lights lights. it was very weird but she said that when she passed the car again the passenger it wasn't in the car anymore so okay Hold on. Yeah, her so, story's weird. So this car passed her. Or was in front of her or something like that. She noticed an unconscious or asleep passenger. This person took off ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Turned around. But <laughs> I didn't really understand this story because when I was, I, they explained it a couple of times in a couple different articles. And I was like, wait, how, first of all, how did she see through the car if she was behind the car? Well, it's gonna say is did she, that, that's what makes me think like, he or maybe had, she was coming back from her other route. Yeah, like she saw him the first time, and then like as she came back around to like maybe go deliver another paper somewhere else, she saw him again. Oh, I was gonna say my my thought was like maybe he passed her and like took off up ahead of her, maybe. and she wasn't going that fast, and like he had turned around in the lookout and was already sitting there when she basically got to like, there was a good solid gap of time. Like, yeah. Maybe five, 10 minutes. Story, Cause he sped off up ahead. Like if you hear them explain the story, it's a kind of complicated and I had a hard time writing it down. Interesting. Okay. Um, and really understanding. But she said that she saw a car, a blue car with a woman in the passenger seat, possibly a sleeper conscious, unconscious when she saw the car again, turned around at a lookout the woman was gone. Um, Where's that lookout and did they search it? <laughs> I think that was kind of close to where her body was found. Because oh. Kamaka later comes forward when her body is found over there and explains, this is what happened to me that night. Um, and she said she got a good look at the driver. So I'm so... And on a very on a very dark stretch of road with no lights, like it just doesn't make sense to me. I was gonna say to get that much detail in a dark car, you were one hundred percent staring into their headlights. Right. Like two thirty in the morning. Like, I, it unless, just seems a little weird. To unless me. they had like their overhead lights on in their car, like inside the car, I feel like it would be really hard. Like, you might catch, like, a fleeting glimpse. Well, here's the thing. And, like, be able to tell that his head's sideways. Maybe. But, like... We're going to talk about this girl. Because when her body, like I said, when Lisa's body was discovered in that area, Charlotte came forward. Yeah. Explained what happened. Um, She said that she spoke to a detective and he wrote down her contact information, but she was never contacted again. Oh, my God. Um, And she kept contacting them to try and, like be like hey do you need me to talk to me um nelson lum detective nelson lum said that she gave three or four different statements to police that were differing and her credibility came into question oh no so they he that's why he said they never called her back but she said she was never contacted 
So it was weird. So wait, she gave three or four different statements in regards to this case about this moment or about just this moment. Okay. My brain was just thinking, and like, that's why maybe I'm she'd come like, forward in other crimes. No, no, no. This case specifically. And he asked her things about, and her, her story would change. But and like, so he was they like, would have a record of that. Exactly. It's weird. That's really bizarre. Um, Bert Corneal also talked to an officer, a police officer mm-hmm. named Michael Rayfelt. Um, he had been working near a mudslide, directing traffic around the time of Lisa's disappearance. Yeah. Um, and he did not remember seeing Lisa's car on the highway. And a bunch of other cars said that they did see her. Oh. But he said he did not. And in that big grand jury that was doing the investigative shift. Yeah. He was asked to lie to them by the police and say that he did see her car on the shoulder when he was there. They asked him? They asked him to, to do that. lie. Oh, um, my. Okay. They also asked him to report that he saw a patrol officer near the car, um, which he did not see either. What did they have against this poor officer that, like, yeah. they wanted to pin this on I know. him? He refused to lie, and he never testified to the grand jury. Um, Good for him, though. But this was all uncovered by Burt Corneal later on. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Um, on June 16th of 1983, the HPD exhumed Lisa's body from her grave um, because they were going to send it to Dr. Ronald Kornblum in L.A. And he's okay. the chief of forensic medicine in L.A. at that time. Uh-huh. Um, and they wanted him to do another post-mortem examination. Okay. Um, they had him take her skull and jaw. Because that, like, if she had any head trauma, that'd be, like, an easier way yeah. to see it. Um, this is something that I found in one of these articles, guys. I only found it in one place. So don't, you know, this is the only place I found this. But apparently, in this exam- examination, they did toxicology tests, which mm-hmm. they had not done previously. And a year later, there was cocaine reportedly found in her system. Oh. Um. Her friends said that she did not do drugs other than occasionally smoking the ganja. (laughs) (laughs) The devil's lettuce, if you will. (laughs) With with her friends. (laughs) Um, And the results from Dr. Kornblum's um, exam were never made public. Um, This is, like, irritating me almost. Bert (laughs) Corneal believed that the Honolulu coroner, so not Dr. Kornblum, um, was not thorough, thorough enough in his autopsy of Lisa. Clearly. Her remains, when they ended up unearthing her casket, uh-huh. were still in the body bag. What? Yeah. They were still in the body bag? Leaves, dirt, and other, quote, rubbish were found in her casket. Did they even fucking look at her body before they buried her? And when they did her post-mortem examination the first time, her body was never washed, which made it extremely hard to determine any, anything else the second exhumation or during the exhumation because it forced the body to decompose more quickly. Um, please tell me this man lost his job. I don't 
Holy actual shit. Like, why would you not wash her body? Why would you just not have proper procedure done? Why, why was she still in a body bag? I mean, she was probably de- really decomposed, so her parents aren't, weren't going to have an open casket funeral. You know? But, like, but like that why? doesn't mean you don't do your job and take care of the body. Yeah, fuck. That's somebody's child that is a person. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, wh- oh, that is actually horrible. I don't like that. I think because <laughs> of the shoddy and fucking investigation, we didn't catch her killer. That's what I really think. That if there would had been better investigative work or they didn't just focus on one theory, it would have been way better. I agree. Um, there's also some discrepancy as to where Lisa's skull and jawbone are now. Wait. The police said that they gave the bones to the medical examiner's office and the Emmy says that it was returned to her casket. But her family seems to question that. And they're not really sure because they buried her back. She's buried again and they never saw the remains. So Um, what leads them to believe her skull's missing? I don't know. Because they never got to see it or I'm not sure. I'm telling you, some of this stuff is weird. That's really bizarre. Why would her, why wouldn't they return her skull and skull and jawbone? Yeah. Somebody thinks that this is a giant cover up. This sounds like it. Giant cover up. Maybe, um, they, maybe it was a cop. Maybe they tried to pin it on somebody else that just had a bad rap. Maybe. And yeah. they knew who did it. The only way to know for sure where her skull and jawbone are is to exhume her body again. Which, why haven't they just done that to check? They are. His, her sister is trying to. But the she's fact having that you have like to red get, tape. Oh, the fact that you have to get so much permission just to exhume the body of a family member. I'd be like, this is my family member. If I pay you to do it, At you this point, I'd be out there at two in the morning with my own fucking shovel. I'd be yeah, like, I don't need your help. I don't need your freaking permission. I'm going to go make sure my sister's body was properly returned to its casket. And if it's not there, we're going to raise hell. Like, <laughs> so oh. lead detective Nelson Lum in 1985 um, wrote in a sworn statement that their inv- investigation had uncovered no evidence that the crime had that the crime had been committed by a city employee during their employment. Which Bert Cornell has already fucking determined. Yeah. So basically, they wasted three years of their investigation pursuing the wrong person. I hate this so much. Um, And he said that there was no direct evidence showing what caused her death. Um, (sighs) But he said, however, again, possibly could have been more than one person. One or more people. And in 1989, Lum said, quote, the case was open, ongoing, and unsolved. Um, there is this, this kind of promo. I don't, I'm not really sure. It was like a news thing that, like I said, in 2020 that came out and there was a, um, forensic anthropologist who, who talked from the university of Hawaii in that documentary. His name was Dr. Robert Mann and he's, um, worked on the Jeffrey Dahmer case oh. and he also worked, um, on the September 11th attack. So like pretty knowledgeable dude. Um, he says that a less experienced medical examiner could possibly have missed signs of trauma in the skull especially if like the body was badly decomposed um and he said that if he could if he was given access he would um like to exhume the body and do another forensic examination of it and he said that new technology might bring new evidence to light 
but he would need permission to be able to do so. And that's if her freaking skull is even there. Right. Lisa's sister, May Lee, who I said was only seven when she disappeared, um, was apparently, when this whole thing happened, had stayed at a relative's until Lisa's body was found. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were 12 years apart. Okay. Um, And she said that um, Chester and Patrice, Lisa's parents, divorced in 1990. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said that Lisa's murder drove them apart. Oh. Um, and they are since now both passed, unfortunately. They've never gotten any answers as to their daughter's death. That's so sad. Um, and as of January 23rd, 2020, um, Lee has been asking the HPD to reinvestigate her murder um, with, you know, this new evidence and maybe Dr. Robert Mann and stuff like that. Um so guys (laughs) that's basically the case it's cold it is unsolved um but there are several theories about her murder i have a question yes where the fuck's the asshole boyfriend oh he lives in australia now and he's like a ceo for some major engineering company (laughs) i Okay. I have no nice words. My, so the mom, fir- <laughs> my mom told me if you don't have anything nice to say, do not say anything at all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there are several theories about her death. Um, the first is that she was killed by a stranger in some sort of crime of opportunity that um, maybe Lisa had car trouble or got stopped by someone who she thought was a police officer and she was an inexperienced driver so or maybe she stopped to wait out the rain and something happened like yeah some sort of freak accident not mm-hmm. an, an accident but something that she wouldn't have expected yeah the second is that she was killed by somebody she knew somebody told me well told me mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in one of the articles i read somebody yeah. was like i find this theory to be um like just not like just far-fetched far-fetched and i was yeah. like i think that that the crime of opportunity is more far-fetched to me. How did they know that this was a lady? How did they know that they were pulling over a lady? Like I was going to say, who the heck is out prowling in the middle of this freaking terrible storm? Right. It's weird, right? Like, how did they even know that they would come across a victim opportunity in the first place? Mm. Um. So, apparently, to some, that theory is widely, wildly far-fetched and not, po- like, not possible. Lo- very unlikely that doesn't especially if doug had scratches on his face that seems odd to me that that theory is so far-fetched yeah um the third is that she was the victim of um the honolulu strangler who killed confirmed five women um from 1985 to 1986 because they can't confirm her um cause of death there's no way to prove this theory at the moment. Um, I'm bringing back Lieutenant Gary Diaz. He's a former Honolulu police homicide um, lieutenant. He said several theories have emerged that she was on her way home when she was stopped and abducted from the like the Kailua location or that she was killed elsewhere and the vehicle was staged in Kailua to make it look like that's where she was stopped. But 
how would you drive that car with three inches of standing water in it? Yeah. It would have had to be there for a while to get that much water in it. Yeah. Like, if he had opened the door of the car. It would have come out. Unless something happened and then he brought the car back there and opened the windows and left it. How far was the car from her body? Far. They never said how far in any of the articles, but it wasn't close. She was like in a completely wooded area and her car was on a major highway. She was like out of the way, tucked away, hoping that nobody would find her in a ravine, naked, like bad. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would, I, I don't really know what theory I believe. They never found her clothes, did they? Never found her clothes. I think if they had found her clothes, that that might have been. We'd have a lot more evidence. A lot more evidence. I mean, I guess the strangler theory would be work. Would work. She fits the the victim type. Mm-hmm. If that's true, um, they also happened like I'm not sure if it was the same highway system, but they all all of the m- murders happened on a, a highway, a major highway system. Yeah. So. Or a part of the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's possible. Um, but like I said, still unsolved. And if you have any information regarding the Lisa Al murder case or any information that could help investigators solve it, please contact the Honolulu Police Department's Crimi- Criminal Investigation Division at 808-723-3609. And that, my friends the case of lisa al it was the horrifyingly botched case of lisa al there's just so much information that's missing because they did nothing they literally just went somebody was like well there was possibly blue lights on the grill and there might have been a cop involved so everybody started freaking out about a cop and nobody actually did their job and then somebody failed two polygraph tests and his explanation for feeling guilty is like just "Eh, it's just accepted it's fine and was seen arguing with her and wanted to break up with her and what would have happened that would have made him murder her okay they could have been having problems but that doesn't mean he murdered her but it also feels like there wasn't a lot of i mean we've seen it with that case with the guy that raped that unconscious girl yeah. in the alleyway near the dumpster oh he's a bright white brock turner male fuck i sorry ha- mm. hate him uh, i mean yeah um but it's a strong they, word the judge hate said him. that he didn't want to ruin his future we've seen it happen even in modern cases um, so he's a horrible person ruin his future uh, but I'm saying, but you know, you know what I'm saying though. Yeah. Like, some cop could have been like, "Well, I don't want to ruin this kid's future. He's a bright engineering student, you know." And that doesn't mean he should get away with a crime. Exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that being fucking a, a, a freaking certified genius <laughs> made me uh, able to get away with committing crimes. It just seems odd that there was not more. <laughs> there wasn't. She was the last person he was seen with. Yep. There wasn't more. It seems weird that there was not more investigation. The first person they look at in any form of murder case is the significant other. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's all it's like oh her car was found like this her license was missing must have been a cop okay doc you're, you're fine her, bye her boyfriend mysteriously stumbles across her abandoned car what like we're gonna just look over that fact there was just not enough done the second they got the thing like oh it might be a cop people just started to panic and the police department was like well i guess we have to basically prove it's a cop to like shut people up instead of having a logical freaking thought in their brain that maybe we should just figure out who did it in the first place and then everybody will stop panicking. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that makes me so upset. They just like 110% failed this girl. Yeah. Like they will never know who probably murdered this girl because the cops just And people are afraid now. Freaked they, out. And like a bunch like Charlotte Kamaka is dead. Thomas Thornburg, the security guard is dead. Her parents are dead. Like so many witnesses at this point who could have testified and like given possibly new evidence. You can't even talk to them anymore. No. Nope. And there's only like certain times that they even did talk to them. So all they have is that evidence to go off of. Yeah. And that was even like a year after her death. They finally like because Burt Cornell finally talked to them a year after her fucking death and started the new investigation. And they're still saying, oh, it's a police officer, even though they can't indict the dude. They have not. They do not have enough evidence to indict him. It was so weird. I don't think it was a cop. I don't think it was a cop. I think that it was either somebody she knew. And then maybe they drove her car out there and made it look staged or whatever. But her purse was dry. So it seems like her car was there the whole time. And that. Her purse left with her. Maybe somebody pulled over to be like, hey, you need help? Yeah, I was going to say, that was that was something that kind of I popped into my head was maybe the storm was really bad. And she kind of started to panic driving on those bad roads. And she pulled over and was trying to wait it out. And maybe a car came past and was like, hey, are you okay? She said, you know, I, I'm a little afraid of driving in the storm. It's pretty bad. And they were like, let me give you a ride. Yeah, but why were her windows down? I don't know. Maybe she rolled the window down to talk to them. Yeah, but you roll them back up. I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe she rolled it down to talk to them and they punched her in the face. Maybe they oh, yeah. somehow opened the door. I don't know. While she was trying to roll the window down, it was maybe her car doors weren't locked. And they just opened the door, knocked her out and took her. Yeah. Shut the door and just left it. Shit. This is why I talk about these things to Nicole. Because she has ideas that I don't even <laughs> It's just there's there's a lot of possibilities as to what could have happened to her. And I think that there's like a weird coincidence with the Honolulu Strangler, too. This could have been a first attempt. Yeah. I mean, the, the confirmed crimes happened between 1985 and 1986. The confirmed ones where they all did victim type okay. snatch or whatever. Um, but it could have been an, er- an early try. Yeah. It could have been his first crime or their first crime, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. She well, fits the victim type. Yeah. And she was, you know, I mean, she wasn't found off the highway, but her car was. And so it just seems oddly like an odd coincidence. Doesn't yeah. It? It's also weird. I have, I have no answers. I don't have any answers for you. I don't know what happened to her. I think it's really suspicious that they did not look more into Doug. He yep. had scratches on his face. Yeah. 
Especially and he because, happened like, to come upon her car, quote, quote, quote. Mm. Because that would have been my first thought. Okay, um, this is her boyfriend. He mysteriously stumbles upon her car. Magically. <laughs> I keep, like, doing the air quote. <laughs> and then, on top of it, one of the police officer no- officer's notes. Um, do you need wine? I do need wine. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I have not had my second glass. I've been drinking this very slowly. Um... <laughs> But then one of the officers notes that he's got scratch marks on his face. My first thought would have been, okay, um, we need to go find the people he was hanging out with last night and say, hey, when this kid left your apartment, were there scratch marks on his face? Yeah, his sister. Talk to his yeah. sister. Um, because that would have been a big fucking light bulb. Oh, um, no. Did they check under her fingernails? Right. For fucking this freaking medical examiner the first time was apparently so incompetent he freaking couldn't even clean a body that well, they that makes me so upset they, because the fact that like uh, they opened up her casket and she is still in the fucking body bag there's shit in her casket like what the fuck were you doing seriously though like what were you doing just, and then they're not sure if her skull is still in there I still am so I would have been like, I want to see all of my daughter's body parts back in that box before you close it up. I yep. want to see it. I would have been there. I would have been like, nope, you're not done with this until I, I don't. I, I don't okay care it. how much I cry. I don't care whatever. You guys have been doing a shoddy fucking job. And I want to see her entire body in there before you put her back in the ground. Yep. That's what I would have said. I mean. But who thinks that the police are trying to deceive them? People, you know, I mean, they're hoping you're not trying to deceive, to deceive them. I mean, it's fucked. But it's just, there is so much about this investigation that is horrifyingly botched. And that's that why I kept going back. Like, I was like, mm, maybe I'll do this case. And I kept going back to Lisa. Maybe I'll do this one. Oh, no, I kind of like Lisa. And that was kind of why I kept doing it. Because I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they doing that? Why are they like, screwing this up so bad? Like... <laughs> What were you talk to everyone? What are you doing? Like, what were you doing? But I've seen actually, you know, combing through some like like I have some stuff on this case. Yeah. Apparently, the Honolulu Police Department is. Horribly corrupt. Really? According to like (laughs) some things I've read on the Internet. (laughs) Like, I mean, currently. I don't know. Maybe at the time they were. Or at the time. I mean, I understand at the time. I was. A lot. It's the 80s. Yeah. A lot of stuff. There's a lot of corrupt cops in a lot of towns during these times, especially because the the mob was a. Still a thing. Yeah. Big thing back then. Probably still a thing now. But (laughs) (laughs) a little bit much more of a little bit much more of a. Yeah, that was a. There's some good grammar for you. Uh, Yeah, I was having a hard time with my grammar today and I didn't like this one was not as. It's not as strong it as <laughs> It's definitely not as strong, but I don't know. We did not. We stayed up pretty late last night. <laughs> yeah. Guys, like Maisie and I did not go to bed till like 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I was out. I like know. the minute my head hit the pillow, <laughs> I was done. Out for the count. <laughs> All right. Oh, but I've, I'm, I'm upset about this. This, this case is <laughs> I just, I didn't me. realize I hadn't looked at my notes in a couple of days. And I like forgot how annoying this case was, because <laughs> you were like, "How did th- how did this happen?" And I was like, "Girl, I don't know. I literally don't know. <laughs> I don't know." 
All right. Well, Nicole, where can they find us? Pulling up my list. <laughs> now we have it on our phones, guys. We don't even have that stupid piece of paper anymore. <laughs> we went technology. Um, <laughs> Hopefully my phone never dies. <laughs> so we are on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Buzzkillers Podcast. At Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. We are on YouTube. Hop into that little search bar of yours and type Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. And... We have our very own website. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like drew a horrifying blank for a half a second there. <laughs> I was like, mm, I can't tell where you're going. The, the wheels got a little stuck. <laughs> it took a minute. The gears are like grinding away. <laughs> We've got our very own website, www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. Hop in there. You can check out. We have a whole section of about us. Learn a little about, about Macy and I. Yes. You can read about all the wines we drink. Yes. Um, uh, it, it, we have so many good wines. Oh, check yes. Out. Yes. Um, and we have more coming. <laughs> you can listen to us. There's a whole link page so you can find all of these beautiful places we are talking about. Yes. We even have a contact page. So if you would like to reach out to us, you want to recommend monthly topics you want to recommend a case to cover you have feedback on a case that we have done be nice we are fragile humans uh-huh. <laughs> and we never do anything to upset anyone purposefully <laughs> we never mean anybody any harm but if you want to just maybe send us some love reach out and say hi like you know we're more than willing to shoot you an email back and um, we love it if you're not interested in hopping straight onto our website you can also reach us at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com yep and that <laughs> I fully was ready for you to repeat that back. And you just went, yep. <laughs> um, so you can shoot us a direct email that way if you'd prefer. Um, and as for where you can listen to us, ladies and germs, we are everywhere. That's like the fourth time I've said ladies and germs in this episode. Is it? I always say friends. I I'm don't like, know friends. why my brain has taken me in this direction today, but that's where we're at. So <laughs> I am not sorry. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. Um, We are on Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and our host platform, Podbean. And most importantly, guys, you can now find us on Patreon. Patreon! Um, Patreon, you do have to pay for. It is a subscription service. We have two different tiers. So when you sign up, you either pay $1 a month or you pay $2 a month. And when you go to sign up, the benefits of each tier and how much you pay are listed there. Obviously, if you sign up for the $2 tier, you get a few more benefits, some special uh, handwritten notes um, that we will mail directly to you. You'll get a a sticker and you'll get access to like our our close friends list on instagram so you'll get a little bit more of a little bit of personal opportunity but you'll still no matter which tier you're in you'll still be able to see everything that is posted to patreon um we're also going to be like this these are kind of things that are in the works guys because there was a lot of stuff we want to do but we did not have time before the launch to do it all but you will be getting pictures from um, coffee runs. Yes. Um, maybe even additional content from coffee runs if we talk to like, you know, I, I mean, I know some of these places we might talk to like employees and stuff. Yeah. If they have any spooky stories, if they let us, you know, put them on or we can write them down or whatever. But um, like pictures, additional content, um, w- like we said with MP Priestley, you get the whole unedited video. I mean, it's polished. It's not edited. It is polished. We have our logo in there. And like, 
you know, we but, edited the two because it was two separate videos. We had to put them <laughs> together. But nothing has been taken out. No, nothing's so out. So it has the intro that you can hear in the actual um, audio of the episode the f- that you yes. can hear everywhere. Yep, that um, the public audio episode. You'll hear the intro that we do. So you'll hear the op- like what we talk about with the case. And then you will get to watch the interview. So mm. instead of listening to the little bit that we put in the episode, you will get the full video. I think our episode was almost two hours long the interview is about this interview video is over three hours oh, so, so there's you, a lot more you get you get about a, an hour and a half of bonus content if you sign up and get to watch this video it is 110 worth it we talked about more than just jack the ripper so yeah mp Priestley was so cool guys is, i think you'll be able to tell if you watch the video he's yeah, an awesome the person. two of us were like this person's amazing um, <laughs> can we be best friends with him <laughs> but we do we talk about his upcoming book we talked about his writing style we get a little bit in depth with paranormal stuff and yeah. i loved his answer oh my god he oh, was he was hilarious. absolutely hilarious we talked about fred and rosemary west we've talked we talked about a quite a few different a bunch of cases in the uk that he said we should cover yes yeah we talked about a lot of different stuff so if you want to hear more than just his opinion on jack the ripper and his book please check that out we promise that it's going to be worth it any money that you guys donate to us via patreon this is going to go towards us being able to bring you merch we're going to update maybe get ourselves a new laptop because the one we have isn't the greatest but it or just- update this one because tyler <laughs> said he'll literally take everything off of it and get a bat because that's what it's, it is he told me it, it was the battery there's just no battery in it oh my god is that really it yeah <laughs> Let's just say we can fix that. I know. I thought it was the hard drive or something, and I was like, "Fine, just throw it out." But, but no, that's we're not gonna it. we're gonna do some tech upgrades, and we'll we're, we have um, the intention of opening an Etsy store. Yes. Um. So, guys, it, you <laughs> might get like handmade shit from us. Yeah. So we. I have I'm been, a crafter. We have been planning so much stuff. Like, we want to invest in our cricket, and we want to bring you guys like handmade merch. This isn't just going to be like we're going to get it printed. We want to make this merch for you. So it's just maybe you'll be... get a video or something like a time lapse video. Yeah. Of us making oh. your shirt. Yes, oh. that would be so cool. Macy just had an idea on air. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our minds. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be kind of what you guys would be helping fund, and we would greatly appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, you will get our eternal gratitude um, and love. And so. obviously, if you're not up for um, signing up for a monthly payment, they do have an option where when you go to sign up, you can do um, a one-time donation. You'll get access for like a month yeah. before it goes away. But you can do a one-time donation of any amount of money that you choose. Um, obviously, we currently – we this, this platform doesn't allow you to put um, – like a customizable tier. Yeah. So there, there's no exclusive benefits if you choose to donate more money. I mean, we're obviously, if you do donate more money, we're going to like freaking show up in your doorstep and like kiss your feet and be like, we love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but the, yeah, the um, choose your own amount does not allow you to set up a tier for it. Yeah. It's and just we'll be adding more tiers as we get more content. Mm-hmm. There are things that we want to be specific to you. Minis um coffee runs things like things like that um you're gonna get i mean even just like maybe one maybe soon we'll if we feel like it we'll start recording ourselves while we record the episodes (laughs) oh my god you don't want to see my face (laughs) oh my god i know (laughs) 90 percent of the time i show up in a sports bra and sweatpants and um (laughs) i'll look beautiful but i mean if you guys are lucky enough maybe this will be some stuff that comes your way eventually we make no promises on anything but these are ideas that we've tossed around so 
Um, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I think, I think the majority of them are doable. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, guys, if you have any ideas for us, things that you'd like us to see, like, like us to post, things that, like, would make you 110% sign up, please shoot us an email. Let us know. We Let are us know. so open Let to suggestions. I just said that really weird. Suggestions. Thumbs up. <laughs> God, I really I want to that. suggest. There was up. all these suggestions. <laughs> God. Those we want to paint the pod room this summer, guys. Maybe we'll show you our spooky transformation. Oh, my God. We could do a time lapse of the paint. That would be so cool. Yeah, Tyler's going to paint me here. So. And, like, we're going to do polls. Maybe you'll get to help us pick out a topic if we have too many options. We'll be like, hey, we can't choose between these four cases. Help us narrow it down. Yes, you know, yes. anything, guys. Anything. We, we just want to hear from you all because we're just so appreciative of everything you guys do. You've gotten us almost to 5,000 downloads. I know. And it's only been a, like less than a year. It's like crazy. And we're just very thankful that you think we're funny because <laughs> we think we're funny. <laughs> we think we're funny. <laughs> we think we're so funny. So, um, and our boyfriends are tired of listening to us talk about serial killers. And we're glad that you guys like listening to us talk about serial killers. Although last night, everybody was like, you weren't there. I was like, where's Nicole? I know. I got caught up inside. Everybody have- started talking to me about true crime. And I just went off on a tangent for like an hour. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was you were so- hilarious, but you weren't there. I know. <laughs> I was like, I came inside. I was like, Nicole, I'm you- talking about true crime. I was like, what? <laughs> I literally went inside for, I wanted to go inside for five minutes because I wanted to grab a drink and I wanted to pee and I went to go back outside and I very much got stopped by my boyfriend's mom and we talked for so long and to the point where like Ryan, my, my boyfriend came inside and was like, you know, guys, know the party's outside, right? And then other people came inside and started talking with us and people were like, what are you doing in here? Come outside. We, we were inside for like an hour. It was also cold. <laughs> Just chit-chatting. It was so, cold. <laughs> But we did that a few times. It was a fun party. We had a fun. We had a fun. fun We had a fun cookout. (laughs) Anyway, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for continuing to listen. Mm -hmm. You can find us anywhere that you stream your podcast. You can find us all over social media, and um, go hit the like and subscribe buttons. And if you feel so inclined, we would appreciate any donations on Patreon. Patreon. I cannot say word. Patreon. Patreon. That's what I'm gonna say now. Whenever like we talk about Patreon, I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> please go like us on. <laughs> be a donator on. Oh my god! Um, I just right, said right. donator. Donor. <laughs> oh, I. What's wrong with that? Five thousand percent blame, and that's why we drink because they say the same thing. A donator. Yes. And they, I remember because that was like a big thing when they started their Patreon. I listened to their podcast and they had like 150 episodes already when I started listening to them. And yeah, when they, they launched their Patreon and I remember that they frequently would mistake it and say donator. And so now actually when you go to sign up for their Patreon, their tier is like become a donator. <laughs> and it's stuck in my it was brain. Like, it's like, like what, that's not a word. Like evil onions. And they call them their Patronuses. <sighs> Yes, they do. They call them their Patronuses. Yeah, we're not going to call you that. That just makes me think of Harry Potter. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not a Harry Potter podcast. Although your mom would probably enjoy that. Hi, Mama V. Hi, Mama V. (laughs) Mama V. Oh, maybe you guys will get an exclusive episode with Mama V. Oh. Oh. Oh, that would be really cool. I've got ideas now. Cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have to go have a meeting after this. My brain just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Again, I'm going to sign off. Like, this is the second this, time this, I've tried. I was going to say, um, we, are, we are done rambling now. <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much. Keep listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. And um, we will catch you next time with another episode of Unsolved Fiction. Don't. Don't oh, be a buzz. Don't we love you, little buddy. No, no, no. What? Don't be a buzzkill. Oh yes! <laughs> I forgot about that. Don't be a buzzkill. Be a buzzard. Just be a buzzard. I make, totally forgot about that. Still makes no sense. Still makes no sense. Still gonna keep saying but it. <laughs> we love it. Okay, we love you, Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by BK Creations LLC.